0: This is the sermon podcast of St. John's Episcopal Church in Brooklyn, New York. They're primarily by me, the Reverend Ben DeHart, but you'll hear from some of my good friends as well. We at St. John's exist to proclaim the good news of the gospel, so if you like what you hear, we'd love it if you join us in person. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m., and our beautiful church, located in Park Slope, is easy to get to from all over the city. We hope you'll stop by soon. And now, the sermon. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Does anyone still watch The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? A couple of years ago, I saw an episode in which former Mets pitcher Matt Harvey was walking the streets of Manhattan asking fans what they thought of him. Only Harvey was not wearing his baseball uniform. He was dressed in everyday, casual clothing, and without the uniform, not one person recognized him. It was as if he had been completely transformed. It's not so different than if you were passing me on 7th Avenue without the collar. I'd say hi, and you'd reach for your pepper spray. Like Harvey, completely camouflaged. That said, back to the skit. Assuming the role of an everyday interviewer, Matt Harvey asked Pastor if Matt Harvey was any good, or if he was just getting lucky. Mind you, if you're a Mets fan, this is when Harvey looked like he might be great. It was his rookie season, and he had been picked as the starting pitcher for the All-Star game. The skit really worked because Fallon got some die-hard Mets fans to do what New Yorkers often do, talk smack about someone. Only in this instance, they were talking badly about a person right in front of them, a player whom they had gone to see in person or had watched on TV countless times. Again, not one fan recognized him until, as they began to walk away, he revealed his true identity. And the stammering, red-faced result is a gleeful delight for the viewer like you and me, and it is my hope that none of you in this room were among the embarrassed victims of this late-night trick. This sketch comes to mind. I bring it up not because I enjoy Jimmy Fallon all that much, although more than I probably care to admit, but it came to mind after reading this morning's gospel lesson. In it, the resurrected Christ approaches two of his disciples, but they do not recognize him. Having overheard their conversation, he asked them what they were talking about. And they told him about their dashed hopes for the Messiah. In his grief, Cleopas asks, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was condemned to death and crucified, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Reading this, I couldn't help but think of that one fan in particular in that sketch who called Matt Harvey an overrated bum right to his face. There he is, so close right next to him, but he couldn't see him. Similarly, the resurrected Christ is in their midst, and the unseeing disciples unwittingly call him a disappointment. The one upon whom all of their hopes were placed was right there, and they did not recognize him. I don't know if you're a U2 fan, but Bono raised the question perfectly a few U2 albums ago when he sang, how can you be next to the truth and not see it? And yet, right as I ask this question of the disciples, I think to myself, how often have I been blind to the truth that is staring right at me? How many times have I been unable to read the signs that, in hindsight, were everywhere? And I'm not talking about the fact that airline stocks would bounce back after their pandemic loans, or that crypto would tank after going to the moon. I'm thinking of how often I've been completely oblivious to Christ and his redeeming work in the world all around me. If you're like me, most days you need the obvious to be stated. For me, I need the joke completely ruined, the story totally unpacked, and even that sometimes doesn't work. Sometimes I need Kafka's ice axe to break the frozen sea within me. It was this axe that fell upon the disciples in this gospel, only not in the forms that we're used to, not in the form of eye rolls or criticism or wrath, which you and I know never really work very long anyway. The axe came upon them in the form of the breaking of the bread. In the ordinary means of bread and wine and Bible study, the disciples were able to see the stranger right in front of them. I mean, look at the text. They say, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road? This is when Jesus was unpacking their scriptures and pointing to the the Old Testament, saying, they showed that the Messiah is one who would redeem his people through suffering. They also ask, didn't we know somehow this whole time? And they said this right after he took the bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, which is the same wording Jesus uses in the upper room at the Last Supper. You see what's happening in the Road to Emmaus story. Jesus is revealing himself through word and sacrament, through ordinary means. Now, I don't know how you're feeling about your spirituality this morning, or how you're feeling about your relationship with God. But I do know this, Jesus today still reveals himself in those ordinary ways. Forget the miracle drug, forget all this money that you've spent and unfortunately wasted to get in touch with reality. Our Lord reveals himself in the ordinary, in prayer, communion, scripture, and community. And I pray that as we eat of his body and blood, you and I, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, may see the stranger who's been right in front of us all this time, and that we might know him as the risen Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.